Hello everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter Daniel, and I'm here with producer and host Claudia Pareco. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to release the biggest blocks holding you back from your deepest desires? If so, you're listening to the right show, The Secret Power of You, with special guest Terry Christine. Throughout our highly viewed shows, you and all high vibrational listeners will journey to your subconscious mind, a very powerful and mysterious force, to identify what has been holding you back, release it, to confidently walk in the direction of your dreams, goals, and intentions. As an intuitive energy healer and psychic medium, Terry Christine is able to connect to the source of the block, tell you when this block was created, by whom, how old you were, and a description of the occurrence. Together, we will shift that energy out of your existence to allow room for the energy of what you desire in your life. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11 and then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Terry will assist in helping to point out what you cannot easily see for yourself, to heal and guide towards wholeness and well-being. As your intuitive energy healer, Terry Christine accelerates the awakening process by providing resources and tools to help you move even further along towards the life you want most. To contact Terry Christine directly, please visit www.terichristine.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to see you and listen to all our shows. For more information, visit cview1111.net and look under Seasonal Shows. Are you ready to raise your vibration into a new blueprint of creation and feel a sense of knowing that your life is transformed into an easier way to live? Get ready. Set your intent to be chosen from the list of callers and join us in welcoming Terry Christine. Thank you, Danny. Welcome, everybody, to CView 2020, The Secret Power of You. On the second Friday of every other, every three months, because this is a seasonal show, we get Terry Christine. She is a beautiful light being, and she was, um, she was, she is here to help us all to identify and release most of the blockages that we have in our energy field. We just heard Danny explain a little bit how they are created. And they are a little tricky sometimes for us to identify because they are in our subconscious. So many times we don't even realize they are there. 
So we need someone like Terry. And today we're going to be talking about money loves me. So when you think of money and think and that money loves me, that makes a powerful statement because it's not that I love money, which I do, but what if money loves me? What if money wants to be with me because he loves me so much? So that's a beautiful way to see money. And let's bring Terry so she can let us know what does she mean by that and how can we increase that money loves me energy around us. Hey, Terry. Hey, Claudia. Oh, my gosh. When you said Terry, it was almost like you were calling him a little kid. And I feel like a little kid sometimes when I do this work. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I, I love this perfect timing, perfect place. You know, I, I write these topics every month. I, I do an online group energy clearing the first of every month, and I write them a year, a year and a half in advance. And so I never know what's going on in the world. And here it is popping up in November. And and it really is a perfect timing because, you know, we've we've had so many issues going on with the world and you know, we have Thanksgiving and still in COVID and then the election just happened. So it's like a triple whammy of, you know, endless mm, struggle, right? Endless struggle. And so when we're focusing on the a money or abundance, it allows us to feel that we do have a sense of hope, of promise, of cherish, of, of kindness, because when you think of money, you think of it as, and, and many people, not all, but many people think of it as a means of survival. Got to have it in order to eat, live, breathe, you know, and all, all of the other elements. But it's simply something that we're all strangleholding or feeling like we, like we have to squeeze blood out of a turnip. Once we can shift the mindset wrapped around that four-letter word, then we can create it as a sense of freedom, of support, of caring, of, of giving, and, and so on and so forth. But it's really about shifting the subconscious space into knowing that, and, and I use that word money, you know, because that's what people um, can resonate with, but as I shift the energy wrapped around it, it, it can turn in and it will turn into more of a form of abundance, right? Abundance that you are supported, loved, cherished, heard. Yes, when we have that money in the bank, it's, it's a feeling that we are being heard, you know, and then and diving deep into what is keeping you from all of that and more. I recently had a client. It's very interesting and I want to share this before I take callers because I want you to see how crazy these thoughts, these subconscious thoughts keep us from our abundance. So a woman came to me to work with me one-on-one, and she didn't understand why she was constantly struggling with lack, not having everything she wanted. And the main part was the money. So once I started digging into her subconscious space, I was able to pick up that when she was really young, it was around the age of six, 
that her parents chose to move due to her father uh, having a job change, and they accepted a position somewhere else that was uh, many states over from where they lived. But what started happening was parents arguing more lack until it came to the space where he, they all had to move and he was accepting this new position. What ended up happening for her? In her conscious space when she was sick, six, excuse me, when she was six, now here she is in her 30s, which becomes her subconscious space. She didn't put the pieces of the puzzle together, but what ended up happening was, as a child, she saw that work was the problem that caused her parents to argue and fight. Work and money associated with work was causing lack in her family. So now, as the subconscious space of a 30-year-old, she was a procrastinator, struggled with keeping a job, hard-headed, meaning, you know, uh, struggled to see things differently, that work could support her, that the um, abundance she was making was supporting her versus wreaking havoc in her life. And so once we put those pieces of the puzzle, then she started to embrace that, man, I really like what I do, or, you know, I may not like this portion, but then this other part I really love, and so that I could delegate this other or or however she was able to shift it. Once she shifted it, then her abundance was flowing. So, you know, it's not just thinking that your parents didn't have a lot of money or that, you know, because you don't have a college degree. Yes, those can be some limiting beliefs in your space. However, it can also be something that is presented to you and as the child what you chose to believe in that moment. Now we think, oh, I have a sister and she's so successful and she's, you know, it's because you as the baby soul chose those decisions and those thoughts and that perception of what you felt in that, in that client space, what she felt was against the family where her sister had other thoughts and decided other things. And that's why two sisters or two brother and sister siblings can think quite differently on what they chose based on the experience around them. And then at that time, how the mother was treating or how the dad was treating that particular sibling versus the other sibling, not that there was any abuse. It just simply the attention span went to one versus all. So I wanted to make sure that all of us are diving in deep here because each time I have these sessions with all of you, and I'm so honored and grateful that you're here bringing your baggage, that it's allowing you to say, I am so done. I'm unpacking, and I'm ready to see, feel, know, and face what is holding me because I'm, it no longer serves me. And I'm here to help chisel it out with my uh, bow and arrow I just heard, but my shovel to help you get rid of that baggage that no longer serves you. Does all that make sense, Claudia? Claudia? Yes, thank so you. So if I can, okay, I was, uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if <laughs> I can be heard. I know, no, no, babe, I know that you were having some problems over there. 
no, yeah, we were. But, yeah, it does make sense. It's like many times even we, are, we get so used, Terry, Christine, of that baggage on our back, on our back like that heaviness. Sometimes we get so used to that that we refuse to let it go because it, it's there. It's like, so then what I'm going to carry? It's nothing. It's like, what? What do you mean with now you're free and, and not a heaviness or nothing to think about or nothing to worry about? So it does make sense. Yeah, but I also want, want people to know that it doesn't just have to be that what we see in front of our present state, our experiences around us are causing that. And for that other client, it was something as simple as what she decided to own, that work was against the family versus for the family. And so when we start taking callers, it's going to be in that space where I can pull up what that, which you can't put your fingers on, and to simply say, oh, my God, so have an open mind. Try not to force the answer. And then when I can pick it up, let's put your pieces of the puzzle and then shift it from your subconscious. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of resistance sometimes. So, yes, let's breathe in and let's put our hearts, our minds at ease so we allow the power of Terry Christine to work with us. Thank you, Terry. Oh, thank you. So, let's go way up. Are we ready for callers? Oh, I'm perfectly ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so yes, yes. Yeah, let's jump on a journey. Let's put our sombrero and let's go to Mexico and let's bring the first caller to the show. Can you hear us? Moody? Hi, Christine. Yes, I'm here. Hello, who is this? My name is Nuri. Nuri. Mm-hmm. I'm from Mexico. Okay. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Welcome, our brothers and sisters. I love yes. Mexico. Yes, I'm darling. Claudia's sister. I am oh, have been so working sweet. a lot in my spiritual part and my loving part and everything. And I just don't, can't find that block that you're talking about, about financial or the money in, in my unconscious. So I'll be happy to let you help me understand what's going on. Okay, awesome. So tell me what I and have to do. Uh, no, that's wonderful. So I have a tendency to speak very fast, especially when I'm on um, podcasts and radio shows. So if there's anything that you need me to repeat or slow down, please let me know, okay, dear? Okay. Okay. So when I instantly started picking up, I felt as if there were, when you were talking, the way I was hearing it, it was coming like this. So it's telling me you're slowing down some energy. And again, it's how I hear it versus how you're saying it and how other people are hearing it. There's no coincidence. So it's not the, the um, connection. It's how I'm hearing it. Also, I'm picking up this limiting belief. It's actually through dad, but to God. And I use God as the word God. It doesn't, I, I'm not religious to the sense of organized religion. I don't read the Bible or anything like that. I use it 
to label so we know what connection I'm talking about. So higher self, source, light, all that is, that source that we come from. And so there's this, let me, and I'm getting emotional. I just felt it come up from my knees and come up to my face. Knees are, uh, every part of our body represents something. So as a hands-on healer, when I put my hands and people have aches and pains in certain parts of their body, it represents where they're holding the limiting beliefs in the physical space. And so for knees, it means, and my knees are getting achy, knees capped or capped off. You feel capped or stuck in a space that you can't overcome your hurdle or, or walk over the mountain. And I just heard it's a molehill, but it, it can feel like a molehill, but look like a mountain. Does that make sense to you right now? Okay. I have been, I hurt my uh, my right arm and my shoulder and I have been having pain in that part of my body. Okay. So left side is feminine, meaning mom issues. Right side is dad, meaning masculine dad side. Shoulder is a perception of burden. So if you're already feeling physical pain, uh, there is something that has been triggered to make you feel it's a heavy burden. So let's go back to the, um, the money part. So what can happen is that, let me, hold on, honey, let me dig into your family. Hold on really quick. Oh, gosh, I can feel the dread. Hold on. 11. 11 years old. Was there something going on that I feel like like um, dad was, I heard, bringing home the bacon, meaning bringing the money home. But was there a sense that it wasn't enough or that no one really said it wasn't enough, but things were thin around the house, like maybe at the dinner table or um, decorating around the house or even the clothes? When you were 11, that would have been about uh, fifth grade maybe? Uh, so seven is first, eight, second, nine, three, ten, four. So fifth grade, around fifth grade. I don't remember something. I just remember my birthday because I was we we have um, we we were invited to 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 go to a new hotel and we were going to be a special guest. My father was a rotary in a rotary, so one yes. of, of the members was the owner of that hotel. So they invite us to to be in the hotel before the opening, so we can say if something was wrong. So I was very happy in my birthday because it was in in the beach. It was in Ixtapa. That's all Perfect. I remember of that. No, it's perfect because I tell people, thank gosh, goodness, 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 that you listened to the beginning of the introduction because I said, come with an open mind. And when I say that, when answers come in, it can be something as simple as what you just explained. So when you went, did you find that uh, you were in awe, meaning like, wow, look at this big place, wow, meaning it was a different experience than your house. Maybe the environment seemed a little, a little more decorative or a little bit more lavish than what you may have experienced in your home environment. Were you seeing anything like, oh, I love this, oh, this feels so fun and exciting? 
Do you remember any of the party? I was really happy because it was my birthday. So I was in the beach. I was playing with my Claudia was with me in that in that in that picture, and I was really happy. I just remember that. Perfect. So, but can, what Terry, can may, may I may I introduce? Yes. All the people yes. that we were traveling with were wealthy. Like we were very well established. Like uh, in my yes. family, we never had any lack, but. All of those around us were of another, um, they were stepped up like a thousand times more than us. And even, yeah, the, the, the hotel was like, wow. And everything was, and because the, the people from the Rotary were coming to the hotel to check it out, they had done more than, than what they would have done to other, for other guests. To provide entertainment and food and so yeah, it was lost as as you can ask for it. That's that's exactly what I was hoping that you would step in, Claudia, and share because sometimes what can happen is that when I'm digging into that definition, what you just shared, it shared exactly what I was feeling that that. The either other people or atmosphere were creating a sense of, wow, not that there was envy or jealousy. No, 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 no. But it was like, I want more of this. Why can't I have this? Surprise. This is where I want to okay. be. What's that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so good. So what can what can appear then is that when you are in that space, now we're right on because I got the age, your birthday, then the experience of money being, being more profound, right? How can I have this? This feels fun. Then going back to your environment or your experience. So again, Claudia explained that it was a, a I want to call it a higher process. Energy can have different levels and feelings, right? So you get back home, and then what we want to do is get back to what we were feeling. How can I have more of that? And then it depends on what your family is saying and how they're acting. And, oh, you know, it was such a fun, but you have to work hard. So do you remember, um, Nordy, that anything that was said afterwards like was your mom saying one day baby or yeah if we work really hard we'll get there was there any kind of conversation about working hard I can feel it in my knees again they were not they don't educate us that we have to work to have all those things but we have been educated that we have to do things to to provide us for us. I wasn't really, I, I don't remember that I have been, I don't value life by money. I like good things, but if I have it or if I don't have it, I don't care. I always mm-hmm. have been more interested in, in, in people, in, in, in their, 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 their heart, how they they are, how they they involved that in the money. 
I, I love what you My saying. mother was very apprehensive about the money. Mm-hmm. She, I she, love what you're she saying. She was always worried and she was afraid that she doesn't have it. Okay. So what, what you're telling me is that your value is based on experiences, in which is amazing and awesome. But what can also remember, a person can say, you know, want the money in their hand, but also another person will want the experiences in their hand, but knowing there's value in the experiences and what they have to do to get to that experience. You just said it. Your parents were, okay. were educating you on what you needed to do in order to get there, meaning that abundance or that level of abundance, which is the same as the money part. So sometimes people put more value on the physical dollar. Others will put more value on the physical experience. But knowing that your parents educated you on what you needed to do to get there, which that's the value of getting there, which has to do about abundance equals money. Are you still with me now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now what's going on with you is that you're probably saying to yourself, but I'm doing it, or I've listened, or I've made those actions, or I've done those statements, and I still can't get it. Is this what's happening? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and there's the God block. So let me help you understand that. So what happens, and we're going to have to dig in a little deeper, so I'm going to have to move a little quicker so we have time for others. So what happens is that something is presented that, and we picked up the birthday party, something is presented that's saying, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm, I'm going to struggle to get that. So a presentation usually is a, a, a parent with a job problem, you know, they've been terminated or fired or having to move in a different department, which can readjust your own money. And it can um, also, if, if your dad was sick, because it's going through your dad, if your dad became sick and had to stop working for maybe a, a couple weeks to a month, or if there was any type of alteration in your family, which would cause dad to feel or, or present that what he was educating you all to do has now been sidetracked. Right, am I making sense? Mm-hmm. And so what yes. happens is a God block is created because when a child has two caregivers or more than one, it doesn't matter, but has, has a caregiver, and then the caregiver has that presentation of whatever it is, we'll have to dig in, and then the child says, it's not mom, it's not dad, it's not grandma, it's not grandpa, it is God, that space that created the birds and the bees and created me. Now, I'm going to blame. The child always looks for blame because that blame is a form of letting go and saying it's your fault and a, and a sense of understanding. And so when a person has a God block, it's a limiting belief that's associated with what God didn't do for me. And so now, whatever was presented in your life, which has created that block, is part of the block that God wasn't, hasn't been there for me. So then you find yourself working harder, saying things like, I think, 
a lot, meaning I think that's right or I think I want to do that because it's a disconnect from trusting self and then feeling like every time you try to do what your beautiful parents showed you to do to get to that higher position of abundance and it's not working, then it's like there it goes again and you start accepting defeat. So are you starting to accept defeat? Yes. Okay, perfect. So let's just clear this now. I'm not going to associate myself with your story. I want to help you dig this and clear this so that you know that the actions, the words, and your thoughts, girl, you need to change your thoughts. Because if your thoughts are already going into, I don't know why I'm doing this, it's just not going to work, or it's just going, a waste of time, or I'm, I'm never going to get it anyway, all of that is stop, 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 stop. It's all a big stop sign that's keeping you from. So everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from cutting down the brackets holding up your stop signs, no longer feeling associated with a disconnect feeling more grounded, feeling more solid, feeling more clarity, seeing more clarity, feeling and knowing and molding your clarity, feeling the energy that you can mold it like Play-Doh into your clarity, uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and everywhere that's keeping you from knowing, you no longer have to follow the blueprint your parents guided you into to think that that's where you need to be. All energy changes. You no longer have to be guided by the absolute blueprint, thinking that if I step off that stone, it's not going to happen. Delete, delete, delete. And that's exactly what I just saw. So what happened is that when you have two parents that are supporting the experience of the family unit and there's a, a sense of wealth, or abundance, or, or ease and grace with money and experiences, like you were with the hotel, right? And the experience of, of other people that were living life in a prosperous way. Then if we follow the blueprint that our parents were showing us to get us to that same space, and it's not working, it's like, daggone it. You know, God, you, you showed my parents how to do it. Why can't I have it? Why can't I do it? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing once and for all that energy shifts and change, what's real for you? What's inside for you? How can you do what you want to do and get there with ease and grace? Delete, delete, delete with every ounce of your thought mechanisms keeping you from Trusting and knowing, trusting and knowing, trusting and knowing, trusting and knowing, trusting and knowing. That's your train, girl. What will it take for you to trust and know your train to get you moving forward, moving the engine faster, moving you into that and more, feeling the abundance of flow, feeling the abundance of ease and grace. So what we have to do is something a little slower for you because I didn't hear the money part first. I heard the flow and ease and grace. Once you feel ease and grace in the flow, then the money is already there. Your abundance is already there. I feel like you need to be on this slow train, but the train, I heard it go slower, and you heard how I said, you know, trust and knowing, trust and knowing, trust and knowing. It was almost like the engine was speeding up. 
I want you to visualize yourself. Oh, here's your homework. Every night before you go to bed, I want you to walk up to a train, visualize a train on a track, jump in the luxury car, the business class, not the coach, the business class. See the seats are larger. See that you have a Louis Vuitton bag. Put it up above where all the nice bags go. Sit down. Put your feet up in the little reclining chair because you're in business class. And feel your abundance. I am here and now. I've made it. I've created it. I am where I am supposed to be right here, right now. The train is moving ahead. I am in the trust and knowing. I can hear the engine roaring. I am in it. I am free. I am letting go of the past. I am I am here in the present space of where I want to be. I have severed all ties associated that has tied me down from the blueprint of what my parents told me it has to be. Delete, delete, delete across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Take a deep breath in. Then exhale out. Letting go, letting go, profoundly letting go. I want you to feel it. I want you to say it. I am in the space of letting go. This no longer serves me. The only challenge that I see, I saw the blueprint laying and I saw you holding on to it. Because what we do is we honor our parents by following their guidance. As we know, energy shifts and the world changes. And what they created for themselves is not necessarily the same blueprint that you create for you. Does that make sense? Yes. So I want you to take the blueprint, set it on fire, feel relieved that you don't have the pressures of someone else's blueprint. Say, yes, I'm no longer tied to that. I'm on the trust and knowing train. I've got my Louis Vuitton bag, and this is for everyone who's listening. You're on the trust and knowing train. Bring your Louis Vuitton bags. (laughs) And let your engine move you forward. Feel it, know it, and visualize it every night. I am telling you, I'm seeing the number 10. If you do this every night, trust it, feel it, but without a doubt, any doubt you have, oh, I'm just faking this. You ain't getting anywhere, and your chain's not moving and away from that platform. You got on that train for a purpose. It's called trust and knowing. Move okay. it forward. All right? Take a deep breath in, love, and out through your mouth. See your homework 10 days later, and bring it back on our next show. I want to hear or put posts on the website. Reach out to Claudia. She can tell me and let me know how it's going for you. Okay, love? Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Trust and know. Okay. Thank you. And thank you for staying with us, Nuri. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, sweet. Okay. So so that was a good one. And and you know what I love, Terry, that it is good for everyone that is listening. The, the same train exercise that you just suggested to Nuri, we can use it ourselves. And even the process, when we let yourself go through the process of clearing, it helps tremendously. 
And it doesn't matter when you hear to this um, podcast, any time in the future, it's going to work as if it was just for you at that moment. Absolutely. Go back and listen to the recording and keep listening to them. So if money issues are about trust and knowing seems to be your challenge about trusting that your abundance is there, listen and re-listen to it 10, 15, 20 times it works. So thank you for that reminder. Yeah, and send it to your loved ones. If you have someone that you know that is dealing with money, tell them, hey, Terry Christine did a beautiful exercise. Just listen to that and just trust that it works. And that's it. So are we ready for our next uh, caller? Yes, bring her on. Okay, so now we're moving a little bit north, and we're going to Alabama, and we're bringing Patricia to the show. Hey, Patricia. Good morning. How are you, ladies? Fantastic. Thank you very much. So you have some strong right. mom mom blocks on this. <laughs> so yes. I can feel it. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Your mom has some stranglehold there on some abundance there. So what's your specific yes. question, love? Um, whatever um, source um, would share with me um, about money and um definitely welcoming in more abundance. So anything source has for me, I would greatly appreciate the message. And I welcome it. No. <laughs> oh, good. Say that. You just set your intent. I love you for that. When you were talking, I could see your environment. You have a lot of a struggle with lack around you. Uh, I could feel that, you know, you're, you're not welling or dwelling in it. However, I can feel that you want a better, um, when I say experience, it can be inside your home, the four walls you live in, the furniture around you. That's your experience. But I feel like you're struggling to put your finger on the easy button. Is that accurate? Yes. Yep. And so let's go back to your mom. I feel heavy, heavy, heavy burden. Like I feel pressure on the back of my neck pulling down in, into the, where my shoulders from my neck and shoulders meet. I feel a lot like there's a, like I'm pulling a horse-drawn carriage, but I'm the horse. And I'm pulling it, and I feel emotional. So was your mom in the space where she was pulling everything? She had the heavy burden of pulling everything forward in the household? Yes. Because when I'm, um, I guess when I was eight, my mom divorced my father, and um, and this was just I could just remember, um, you know, um, I, what I remember about it is that she packed all of the things up in the car along with us kids, and she left, and we ended up in a new place, um, and she became the single parent that held, you know, held it together with the glue. Um, so, and it was five of us. It's just five of us. So, yes, Whew. definitely. Mama, yeah. mama, mama. So now in your subconscious space, you have quite a bit going on with abundance. Your subconscious space tells you that change creates struggle. 
that it's a burden to drag along everything and more, that you have to fight to win, that you have to kill yourself to survive. Like your mom, even though she's not saying these things, it's the actions that are all showing you. Like change is Mm -hmm. struggle because that's exactly what she showed you. However, as a child, that's what we're like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't move from here now. So do you find that you hang on to a lot of things to the bloody end and it's even too late? Now it's even causing you detrimental pain and sorrow? Yes. Yes, I, I, yes, through life, um, I will, um, I, I would exalt myself. Um, and, you know, um, and it's just so funny because, um, I am a single parent. Well, I have young adult children, um, and, you know, throughout life, um, I worked hard, really, really hard um, uh, to, to, to uh, accomplish things, um, just um, life, life um, things, um, the best thing for my children. Um, and you're right, I would be uh, Exhaust myself, um, nails breaking, type of working, bleeding, you know, um, fingers, um, just to make sure they have the best, and they and they did. Um, so hard work was definitely the theme in my home growing up with my mom. You know, if you wanted to have a better life, the best of yep. things. Yep. So that's exactly everything that I just described. What mom created, again, in the subconscious space, meaning she's just doing everything she can to lift you all as she's trying to lift herself. And then what you're seeing as that end result, you having to work to the bloody end. So there is where you feel, um, I heard, disassociated with source energy. Like I have to do it all because without me doing it, we will crumble. Without me having to work to the bloody end, it will not be there. So you find yourself disillusioned with, I'm going to put a pause right there because I just saw you go into your home in a room, close a door and it's dark. Like I'd rather not see it or I'd rather not deal with it. I'd rather sit in the dark because it's not going to work. You, You have You have said to yourself something that's not going to work. You've resigned to the space that where you want to be financially, and I see a a field of sunflowers, I see you pick one and not run in the sunflowers. Like you've accepted the fact that you can have one, but you're never going to have the whole field of sunflowers. Is that how you're feeling? You've resided to that space? Um. I, I did have a, a, a dynamic that, that happened here back in May um, where my daughter lost custody of my grandchildren, a three- and a six-year-old boy, and um, it did change a lot with me because I was um, working in, in nursing school, and so I had to sit back to the side um, to step up and um temporarily um, take the place of my daughter until she gets herself together. So I resigned to the fact that, okay, this is what I got to do because um, 
when we did go to the free trial hearing, um, that's when I sort of found out that this can be a lengthy process, um, not three months or six months, but this could take a year and maybe possibly longer. It just depends on my daughter. And so during this time, we've, we've been to about three hearings now, the last one on Friday, and we're still just at a pace that, for me, is, you know, not moving uh, well enough, you know, um, and not moving quick enough. But that's because I had to set my stuff to the side and step up and do what she's supposed to be doing. Um, so that's what I resigned to. Well, you got to do it because if I have, if I don't, these kids will go to the state. And no, I'm, you know, we were raised to take care of families, regardless. And um, sometimes you have to sacrifice. And um, and then God okay. um, told me to do this. So that's what I resigned to. I'm sorry, I talked so long. No, but, no, please don't apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. That has happened to your daughter. Uh, so you just answered what you've resided. So I'm going to ask you to make yourself a promise. This is going to take more energy um, emotionally than you've ever thought you could do, but I know you can do it. I want you to be able to see beyond what your physical eyes are showing you, meaning I want you to feel that it's a movie, that what is experiencing with your family is just a movie and you're sitting in the theater eating popcorn. When it's a good movie, it can make us cry, it can make us feel like it's part of us, but we can walk out of the theater and it's not real. The thing is, is that you are seeing and owning, owning what is happening so that it's causing you to let go of your full-blown capacity of abundance. And so now you're residing in that I can't finish my nursing, I got to do this. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying, as I heard you say, walk away from my grandkids. No, I didn't say that. What I'm saying is I want you to see things in your mind differently. I want you to create the end result of what you know can happen. You heard what I said? What you know can happen instead of what you think could happen. Stop waiting and going into court and letting them run your reality. I'm not setting you up for failure. I'm setting you up for your magical space, what you can do. So a little story. I'm just going to share it to you briefly. I was going through a huge child custody battle many years ago. My children are now 24 and 22. But it took me to sell my house to fight this. Now, I was able, thank God, universe, thank you so much. I had it, but I had to sell my house to fight it. Now, when I would go into court, I went in every time, listen up, Patricia, I went in every time in fear, so much I can still feel a little of it. It's making me a little emotional. 
But I'd go in fear. Do my children love me? Do they think I'm working hard enough? Do they feel like, am I going to lose them? Am I going? And I started into the vortex. And every time I went in, I would go in with despair, with, with fear. Every ounce of me was shaking. And what do you think was happening? I was losing. Even though I had a huge case that was for me, no one was hearing me. The judge wasn't hearing me. My attorneys weren't hearing me. And I was going further and further and further and further down. I caused it because of the fear that I had taking me over. I started to believe what they were telling me, that I was horrible. I'm like, what? And then a magical angel came to me, and she called me and said, Terry, you have got to stop. So, Patricia, you have got to stop. You have got to stop believing what you are seeing and start believing your own thoughts, words, deeds, and actions. I started to believe that my children would end up with me. I started believing that they loved me endlessly and no matter what, they were going to be with me. Within three months, it all turned around. In four months, I got custody back and he lost everything. But it took every ounce of me. That meant I had to be present in every thought that I thought, every feeling that I felt. That's what I said. It's going to take every ounce of you to be present in what you feel, what you think, and what you believe and trust. When you start doing that, magical things will happen just like it happened for me. I am not special. I am like all of you. And you all can do it. It just takes discipline in where your thoughts are and to shift out of the fear and to create that what you want, you can continue to go through. You can also, you know, to your nursing, you can also continue to support your family. You can also create magical moments to have the support that you need along with your family. You can find that all of a sudden the judge will turn it all around and in blink of an eye and award exactly what you want. Get on the trust and knowing train, Patricia. Start thinking, feeling it with every ounce of your physical body, your thoughts and trusting. I shared that story because that is exactly what you're going through. It's a different type, however, the end result can end up being like it was for me. So, so let's do a quick clearing on that. Eric. What's that, honey? I said you have me in tears. That was so beautifully um, presented to me, and I thank you so much for that. I need oh, to hear that. Yes. 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 Take I more time that. for you, meaning your thoughts. There's so much chaos going on that we have now let them own us. No. Okay. I have said five. I don't know if you've listened to the show before. There are five sentences. I'm going to say it again. So if you don't have a pen, you go back to listen to the recording. I am an infinite being. I reclaim my power. This no longer serves me. I send it back where it came from. 
and thank you. You must thank the universe for bringing this to your attention. And it's like you and I talking as a gift. The universe will gift you every time you talk. Five sentences. When you start getting in your head or your daughter starts going chaotic or your grandchildren or a court, I am an infinite being. I reclaim my power. Own it. Use those sentences when you get it in the head. It'll get you out of the stories in your head. Keep saying it, even if you say it for five hours. Keep saying it until the story is vanished. Breathe in. See the roots coming out of the bottom of your feet. You're grounding yourself. You're like a 100-year-old oak tree. You're owning this. That doesn't own you anymore. Shift and change. And look, it happened. It took four months for me. It's not. Sometimes it's overnight. Sometimes it's instantaneous like a lightning bolt. But depending on how much resistance you have, that can take a little longer. Depending on how many thoughts, the practice of a thought that becomes a pattern, you know, you have to chisel away the patterns. And if you have to use sticky notes, I call those tools for success. Put them up and down your hallway. Put them on your mirror. Put them on your clothes, on your computer, on your rear view mirror. Put them on your steering wheel. I am reclaiming my power put it everywhere and when you own it take the stickies off because now you've changed your pattern everywhere and anywhere that's keeping all of us from reclaiming our power right here right now uncreate transient and vaporize across all time dimension space and reality take a deep breath in everyone big one big one big one then out through your mouth. I reclaim my power. End of story. All right, my love, I love you. Make it happen. And thank you for sharing that, Patricia. Oh, wow. Terry, this is one of your best ones, Terry Christine. So (laughs) we have Kimberly with us, and she's the take my call uh, user, and she, uh, she had some things to do, but now she's here with us. Can we go over the show, or how do you want to handle it? Yes. I, I don't, you know what? I had an appointment, and she canceled this morning. There is no okay. coincidence, my friend. So <laughs> yes, let's so keep going. Good. So Kimberly's here with us. Yes. Hi, Hi Kimberly. Kimberly. Hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. Where are you from, love? I am from... Actually, Talladega, Alabama, but I live in Tucker, Georgia. Okay, you're living in Georgia. Okay, awesome, yep. Georgia. Okay, what's your specific question, sweets? Well, my specific question, um, I didn't get to listen to the whole the entire show, but I saw that it was about money. And I desire to attend school again. I attend I, – I, I also desire to have um, another income stream. I teach. And um, just desiring to know, I, I don't want to say the how to get there, uh, the, the, how to navigate there, I guess, is the question. Uh, sure. So when you were talking at the beginning, I was picking up a really strong dad block, like, or father figure, And a very strong father figure, like somebody that you, you know, when you have a father figure and 
your your eyes are all open and you're sucking it all in like a sponge. It's making sense. And it's not that they have lived a life, but it ma- it's making sense. And then you start owning it because it really made sense. So did you have a father figure that what they said when your eyes got big, did it make sense? Is there someone you can relate to in this case? You were really young. Um, <laughs> um, all I can tell you is I mainly had uh, matri- um, maternal people in my, I mean, my, my dad was in and out of my life. And I really didn't look up to anyone except my uncle. But, you know, I didn't listen to him like that. So. You know, I well, hold on for a second. Because as an adult, what we do is that we reflect back on the things that we remember, not Mm -hmm. what we don't remember. That's the subconscious space. And you're a smart cookie. I feel your energy. You're analytical. And you think things through to where it makes sense to you. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, I can feel you. And um, and you can have a really good rapport with someone being able to banter back and forth because if it doesn't make sense, you're like, well, hold on, let's talk about this. You're that type of person. Well, let the person keep talking. Just let, let's talk about this so I can understand more. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. So I'm picking this up, and when you said uncle, I knew there was a – father figure kind of person and I knew that it wasn't like the dad and I couldn't even pick up grandfather so when he said uncle I'm like yeah there he is so Mm -hmm. even though you were he he allowed you your uncle allowed you to ask questions didn't he like he kind of encouraged it didn't he um then uh I guess I'm talking about two different uncles it's one of them that I would ask questions to but I didn't start asking questions until I was older. That's okay, because it doesn't mean that the moment you started asking questions was the moment that you were getting it. It could have been building up to, of course, there's a fear factor. You know, what if I'm wrong? I don't want to say it until someone's going to listen to me. I want somebody to treat me like an adult. This is what children will feel. And you were, did you find that, your grandparents placed you in a a more adult setting where they would talk to you or treat you more like an adult versus a little kid? Um, I mainly um, lived with my grandmother most of the time. So, and she was, she was non-communicative. She didn't, she didn't talk that much. I mean, she, she'd have one liners here and there, but she wasn't a nurturer. She wasn't, so I really don't know how to answer that question. And my granddad okay. wasn't there at all. So. That's okay. So when I heard grandparents and you said grandmother, I'm like, oh, right on. That's why I laughed. I laughed because yeah. I was right, not that, that you said anything wrong. So, um, oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah. And it was cute because I love it when, I, when I'm right on and then when, when people tell the story. So, so I want you to dig a little deeper. I, I'm loving you a lot. Kimberly, because what you're doing is that you're, you're starting to think in your head, trying to look for the burning bush and then say, oh, wait a minute. However, I would ask that you be a little more broader in how you're thinking. So it's not a burning bush when the limiting belief was created. It's a pattern. And so if your grandmother didn't commu- communicate that much, 
she was treating you or putting you in a place where you, where she was trying to get you to act or be in a space of being more older. If they communicate with you and then they're going, don't do this, don't do that, you know, um, be the little child, be quiet, then they're treating you like a child because it's the control level or safety or whatever it is. But when they're not communicating, then they're making you step up to be more of an adult, like take care of yourself, feed yourself, clothe yourself, put yourself to bed. And I'm not saying she did all of those, but she's putting you in a position that you have to be more of an adult. Are you still with me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm loving you. Exactly what it was. Yeah, and you I'm right, you're you. right. It's a pattern because my grandmother, my grandmother had my mother at uh, 13, and then my mother had me at 19. So it's a pattern. Yeah. Okay. So, what I'm finding based on your answers and where you're going, you're going in your head first to almost look like, oh, where, where is it for me that's going to, you know, at a concert when you put the light, the cigarette lighter and everybody sees the little burning ambers all over the, the theater. <laughs> but uh-huh. your, limiting, your limiting belief is not like that. Yes, it was created, but it can be created based on a pattern, like you just said, with your mother and your grandmother, Right. And then the pattern that your grandmother created for you, you need to be more of an adult than a child running around and playing with no responsibilities. She forced responsibilities on you. And now here you are as an adult. I got to think things through. I got to see it to believe it. I got to catch the the falling star in order to make sure I get where I want to be in life. Are you still with me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what I want you to do is play a little bit more like a child. Meaning, yes, because the more you play like a child, the more you're going to find you can let go of any resistance of what, how this looks in other people's eyes, how the end result is going to turn out, to move in the flow of of the stream, what I'm calling. Children move in the flow of the stream, where adults, their resistance because of some of the things I just mentioned. So a couple of things that I wanted you to do, and you're going to love it. I want you to dance more openly, meaning when you leave your house, dance to your car. Do not worry about who's looking. Dance. I mean, I'm talking full-blown, get, get that booty twerping, go. I want you to dance. And then when you get out, I want you to look around. Try to cause other people to look at you in the eye. So what is happening is that you're getting too far inside versus allowing your energy to be expanded to become like what I see as a dream catcher. You know those Native American dream catchers that they make? You know what I'm saying, right? Yes. Okay. I want you to be expanded, to be a dream catcher. If you're looking down when you get out of the car, if you're thinking constantly of your outlines and your projects and your deadlines and your chaos, your dream catcher is so condensed and you can't catch anything. 
when you're expanded in energy space, like a child dancing, taking eye contact, looking at people, smiling, engaging, the energy flow is more spontaneous. Then your energy is expanded and you become the, the dream catcher. So when you're in the car, you know, we are a little condensed because we're thinking about driving and where we're going. But get out of the processes of trying to think five steps ahead. I want you to bring yourself more present and live in an expanded space of fun, excitement, connection. That's why I asked you, do your best to keep your head up and seek eye contact. Look at people. Smile. Hey, how you doing? Even when they're walking by. You know, we get so, so uh, in our heads, especially when we come out of our house. If you do those simple little things, it's going to open up more clarity for you. It's going to mm-hmm. bring you unlimited opportunities that you think that you have to create before they're created. Does that make sense? Yes. Dance yourself into opportunities. Please write that down. I am dancing myself into opportunities. And you can even say endless opportunities. Oh, my God, girl, this is your mantra. Oh, my God, I can feel excitement. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to cry. You're going to do this. <laughs> Dance in, into your opportunities. And watch it happen. But just like you laughed, I want you to laugh more with that. Do not even worry. And you know what? Your hips are going to shake. Your body, you know, your hips don't lie, girl. Dance into it. You're right. That's right. That's right. Have fun with it. Play. And don't worry about what anyone else sees. Knows. Because you know what I tell my kids when I do this? I do it all the time. I dance, I sing, I laugh. And I say to my kids, you know what? They want to be like me. They're just jealous that they can't laugh and sing and feel free. I said, but I'm giving everyone the opportunity to be like me. So dance more, laugh more, play more into your endless opportunities. Make it happen, girl. Thank you. And and dancing is my favorite thing to do, actually. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. Rock on. <laughs> I want to see some TikTok videos, girl. TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down. Okay. All right. Awesome. She's going to be the next best one that gets a car because somebody saw her dancing into opportunities. <laughs> Make it happen. Thanks, Kimberly. All right. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. And thank you again, Terry Cushing, this beautiful one. I love all of them, but I, I it's like every time I'm just telling you, wow, what a beautiful uh, episode. And it, it just gets better and better. It does, you know, because what happens is that, you know, practice makes perfect, as we all know. And I've been doing this almost 14 years. I think I'm at my anniversary here. And I just 
am in the space of service. And when people come in to want to receive without strangleholding, then it's so easy for me. And so when they come in and Kimberly was able to shift her thoughts, because at first she was like, oh, no, I want it this way. And, oh, I want to hear it that way. And when we opened her up, I was able to pinpoint exactly when she says, I love to dance. It's perfect. I mean, there's no coincidence. Come on, people. Zero coincidence. It is exactly what I was picking up for her to, to now have fun. Her hips don't lie. She laughs. She loves. And she'll be dancing right into her endless opportunities. <laughs> so it's so perfect. I love it. I love it, too. So, Terry, we are at the end of today's episode, and we are seeing you back in 2021. And I, I guess, I, I don't know what's going to be an, on our next show, because, you know, it happened, the, the pandemic happened while we were waiting for you to come. So I wonder what miraculous thing is now going to be happening for our next show, our next year, 2021. So, I am looking forward to continue the relationship with you. I love you, girl. This show, it's one of the ones that I have in my heart. So thank Aww. you. Oh, I love you too. And you know, I love the space you hold. I love the listeners that come in. They truly, you know, are ready and prepared, meaning they've been working on themselves. They've been, you know, open to receive and they're, they have some clarity and, you know, and allowing me to just supersize into all of this fun and adventure, you know, and, you know, and not just, you know, you, you have supported me in every way. Um, and I'm, I'm really, you're, you're very, you're, you're not just a friend. You're my family, honey. You're oh, very close you. to me in my heart. Yeah. I, I love you more than words can tell. I, I'm truly very honored that you trust me enough to bring people, to bring your family, to bring yourself, to create the space, and I'm honored. Honored back. So it is a beautiful way to end today's show with Terry Christine. So again, everybody, listen to us on next 2021, March check it out, go to terrychristine.com and look for all of the things that she does. She's always recreating herself. It's amazing. The, the Terry that I met five years ago and the Terry that is now is so much better. It's just like, oh, how can you get even better? <laughs> she always does. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. I love you, babe. The same. Goodbye. Bye bye.